Welcome to Live with Don Marie here at Don Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible, amazing stories from around the world. Today's guest is Amber Rose. She is a survivor of sex trafficking. She has also found her way back and has discovered the power within her to move forward, to have her life story written, to build a foundation, and continue to be a positive voice for all people who have been trapped into sex trafficking. Stay tuned to hear her amazing story. Thank you so very much. So Amber, as we know, um, your story is a very difficult one to tell, but you have been telling your story now for a while. You have moved forward into your light, into your love, you have a strong foundation of family and friends that surround you with love. And that is just an incredible insight to the true you of the people that love you to death. So let's talk a little bit about the difficult parts of what happened to you. Let's go back to your childhood. Absolutely. Um, so talking about my childhood would probably be the most difficult to talk about for me. Um, I was handled inappropriately by a few um, members that I consider family and that were family. And um, just growing up in the life that I did, you know, I never had to really worry for anything. My mom was always there for me, um, always was in different groups like dancing, singing, things like that. So it always took my mind off things. But there came a time where I hit this age and um, certain people in my circle became interested in what that age came with. I and they started yeah. exploring. Okay. Did you feel like you had anyone you could turn to at that time and be able to get yourself out of that situation? Or did you feel that nobody listened to you because of your age or because they didn't want to hear the truth? I went to um, one person mm -hmm. and the person I went to was an actual witness and they told me that I was crazy and it was a dream. I'm very sorry to hear that. Very sorry. What would you like to tell young girls that may be watching this live interview today or listening to the podcast later on and come across your story? What would you be advised? What would you advise them to do at that age that you were at where you went and told somebody, but they told you you were imagining things? What would you say to that young girl today and how would you help them? Don't believe them. You tell more than one person because it takes more than one person to build a temple. And so it's going to take more than one person in order to help you. So you keep going and you keep telling people and you keep getting shot down, but you get up and you keep going because you know it's going to take you somewhere. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. You are such an inspiring, true, strong woman. I've had the honor, um, audience that is watching now and listening to speak with Amber, Amber Lee, Amber Rose several times, and she truly is a blessing. So let's continue with this interview moving forward. In today, in the future, after what you had gone through, you are moving forward and building a foundation, a book, and a three-part documentary of your life. But before we get into that, what are the things you want to tell us of how you got trapped and was in sex trafficking and how you spiraled and how you were able to find it within you to continue to battle what you were going through every single day? Um, you know, I found myself in this situation looking for a quick way to make more money to provide 
for not only myself, but somebody else that I was living with at the time. Mm -hmm. And at that time, that person ended up leaving and moving back home. And so I took this job and I was built trust with. And so my boss built trust with me to drop off the checks at his house. And one day he asked me to come inside and drop off. And when he did that, um, I didn't think anything of it because trust had already been built. He knew what he was doing, but I had no idea what he was doing. Because at this point I was working four jobs and trying to just make ends meet. And so for me, I walked in and I didn't walk out for a while. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and we're basically talking about abuse. He abused you. He actually never touched me. Okay. It was what all happened? on him. And it started off with just me abusing myself on webcam. And I would have a quota that I would have to meet each day. And after that, it began bringing other females in. And then everything started being recorded. And it was also on webcam. And these other females that were brought in, I was meant to mentor them and show them the ropes. And I kind of used that as a manipulation tactic to where I was kind of like, oh, well, why don't we not let her do it? Let me do it. Let me show them one more time. Just as a protection, like a protective field of, I'll take the brunt of it. You watch and it's okay. So he basically brainwashed you, controlled you, and you wanted to protect the other women that yes. were a part of this. So you took all of the brunt of the sexual abuse and mental mental abuse. Yes, definitely the mental. Um, as one of the other females put it, I was the queen bee in the house. That's a lot to handle. Um, that is a lot to have on one's shoulders so young, no matter what age you are. You are a true inspiration of giving back, and that is proven today in what you are doing currently. And I can see that you being captured in that environment, not wanting to have the other girls being hurt and you took that upon yourself mentally every single day that had to have been a truly hard thing to handle what were some of the things you were thinking and what were you thinking of how do i get out of this i know i had to play it safe and um i know i had to adapt and overcome and to be quite honest with you i never knew what each day was going to be thrown at me I just knew that when the chance came, I knew that it was going to come and I was going to take it and I would know when that chance was. So you were always looking for a way out while you were protecting all of the other young girls that were with you. And, Absolutely. And during this time, you had your adorable puppy with you. Yes, still do. And she's right there. Oh, she's so sweet. I love her to death. Oh, I love her outfit today, by the way. <laughs> so having her with you was like having something to hold on to that you love dearly while you were experiencing this trauma that nobody in the world should ever have to experience. And now she doesn't leave your side. No, she doesn't. Well, actually, you know what? Sometimes she does. She likes other people more than me sometimes. <laughs> no, she's just being friendly. She loves her mommy. Um, but as far as being able to hold her while I was there, while I was enduring trauma, you know, there was some trauma inflicted upon her. And I wasn't able to hold her. That was a... Um, almost like a pleasure, almost like a gift for doing good. 
So they would, would take to... they would take her Upstairs. to force you to do things. And when you did what they wanted, they would give her back to you. Correct. Oh, okay, Amber Rose, you. This is just such a heartbreaking and tragic story, but you are so strong in telling it today. And once again, I'd like to thank you for honoring us and being that support system for all of what is going on in the world today with human trafficking and sex trafficking and being a voice for all of these young women, young men, middle, you know, young adults also that are being put into these situations. So with all of that being said, we talked about how you are moving forward with your life and the book, uh, you had a ghostwriter write your book. Would you like to tell us the name of that? Um, we are calling it The Butterfly Diaries. And please explain to our audience, I already know, but please explain to our audience why you chose to name it this. So it was me and a few friends sitting around in LA and we were playing with the names for the docuseries. And we're going to keep it the same name for everything that we're doing, um, just to keep it, you know, very similar and you can find it wherever kind of thing. And um, the reason I chose butterfly is because not only did I start seeing so many butterflies around me always just constantly, mm-hmm. but because when a butter when a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, they know that they're going into a cocoon, but they think they're going into the cocoon to die. Yes. And then when they come out of the cocoon, they're just this butterfly. And they know how to fly. And they had no idea of that. And then I also have, this was the first bag yes. that my grandmother ever made. And it's a butterfly. It is so beautiful. My beautiful grandmother that um, has Alzheimer's. This was her bag. And so this was gifted to me by my mother when she heard what we were going to do. And then um, my sister, actually, when I just was at my mother's house, my sister has a magnet on the refrigerator and it's three butterflies Mm. that she drew when she was, oh gosh, I don't even know the age, but I'm just going to guesstimate and say it was probably around like nine, seven or nine, something about that age. So with that being said, with the three, we you discussed with me in our pre-interview of how your series is going to be put into three parts. Yes. And we did talk about how you were going to play yourself. How do you think that is going to affect you today reliving those memories? Reliving those memories are really hard, which is why we are also talking about the idea of having somebody else play some of the harder roles. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's a beautiful actress and an amazing friend, um, Cassie. So she's incredible. And um, I think I don't even have an answer for that because I'm not sure how it would affect me. Yeah. Especially with dissociative identity disorder, it's very difficult to place a finger on how you'll react and your past trauma. Yes, knows when you can handle things and when you can't. So I'm assuming that the director of this documentary will have someone on staff that will help you get through reliving that emotional trauma and reliving the horror of what you went through and bring you back to the positive you that you are today. So there will be that help that you will constantly get. But speaking of help, and I also want to, you did bring it up before I asked you that you are living with multiple personalities and that was triggered because of 
the torture that you went through and the trauma that you lived and the feelings of you having to protect all of the other girls and you took the bad parts of what happens to women around the world and men and young women and young adults and young children. You are a giver and a protector. And I'm sure that part of you with the personalities, that part of you comes out super strong sometimes in your life, correct? It does. And it's something that I didn't even realize when I was diagnosed with it. You can be, um, you can have dissociative identity disorder and dissociate in different forms where you are just reliving your trauma Mm -hmm. or you can actually become a different personality. And it wasn't until recently that I found out that there were different personalities in me that would come out. And so that's something new I'm still trying to navigate. Okay. Um, But I was um, in a facility for the time span of a year over three different facilities that helped me through a lot of this. And that was in Tennessee. And would you like to tell us the name of the house that was the one that got you to be able to handle your life today and be so strong and so powerful? Yes. Um, so it was the hilt. It was called the ranch at Tennessee Mm -hmm. and the name of the house was called Hilltop and it was for anything to do with sexual trauma, sex addiction, um, sexual abuse, whatever it was remaining around sexuality, it had to do with that. And so it was just such an incredible journey. And I was there for a few months and um, in order to like, I guess, graduate from mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. you have to write your life story. And I kept leaving this blank space and I was like, okay, I can't leave this blank space anymore. I have to fill it. And in order to fill it, I had to feel it. And it must um, have been difficult. it was one of the most tormenting days in my life. And I actually went to the hospital two separate times when I was in the, in that facility. And they told my family members that, well, my mom, that it was, um, that I, w- I must be faking it because there's nothing wrong with me. And my body would paralyze. I would start shaking or I would shut down. They didn't know I was dissociating because I hadn't come out with it yet. And I hadn't told them what had really happened. So, with that being said, unfortunately, in today's world, when we are going through trauma and past trauma and these personalities come out, we're told that it's not true. We're told that you're lying. We're told you're making it up just to get attention. And this is where we really need to tunnel in and make our voice louder that you are doing today and make people understand that this isn't a story. This is true. This happened to me and it is happening to millions of people around the world. And you were able to find your comfort there and find your peace. But you also told me in a pre-interview that you became a mom figure again to all of the women that were in the house with you. Would you like to share a few of those stories with us? Yes. Um, Do you want to remind me a little bit? So when you were at Hill House and you guys weren't really allowed to get close to each other, but because of the woman that you are of being so protective, and wanting to not let anyone else feel the shame or feel blamed for something, you protected them and helped them tell their stories and move forward. So can you tell us in your own version, like you told me yesterday, of how you experienced Hill House and helping others? Yes, so um, with being at the house, we weren't allowed to touch each other and we would just we would goof off 
a lot. And so <laughs> I always come at it at almost like a playful mm-hmm. way. And I'm still in touch with a few of the other females that I was in there with. And, you know, we would just be in our room playing around and we would throw socks at the fan <laughs> or um, we actually, there's a picture of us, of me and two other females because, <laughs> because we decided that we would um, toilet paper the house. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> as a prank for Christmas because they had pranked us previously. And the next day they actually came up to our gate. It was like two separate houses, but you had to be like so far apart. Mm -hmm. And um, they were like singing Christmas carols to us, but then they started throwing the toilet, throwing toilet paper at us. So then we knew that they knew that you did did it. picture in the front office at the ranch oh my gosh of us cleaning up all the toilet paper and everything melted into the snow I mean it was just it was so much fun um so as far as like guiding women mm-hmm. I actually have been really connected with one of the females still and we talk pretty often and we talk about really deep things mm-hmm. and now it's like they're coming to me for advice and like you want advice from me well of you course know? they do because <laughs> you are a true inspiration you are strong enough to tell your story and there are not that many people out there in the world that can do this So I am saying thank you once again for being so open, so honorable to sit with us today and tell us from your tragedy to the little moments that made you strong, that made you that protector and made you who you are today. That is why they're coming to you for advice because you have empowered that now. You have grasped onto that and that will make you stronger than ever moving forward in your life with whatever you do, yes. So um, during that time you graduated, you were able to leave the house and um, you found yourself in New York. Would you like to tell us? Not New York yet. I actually went to New York City before I went to rehab. Okay. All right. I went to Mississippi after... Rehab. Rehab. Yeah. Okay. I know my story is like crazy. I was here, then I was there, and I was here, and I was there. But that's because of everything that you were going through and still being trapped in that circle of control of what they had over you and everything you were experiencing yes absolutely is there anything that you would like to tell our audience that you really believe they need to hear today about stopping human sex trafficking and of any age and what is going on and i and then we'll get into what your foundation is and going from there but in your own words, how can you help others? I can help others by just continuing to share. And the more you share, the more people are going to listen. And the more people listen, the more people are going to share that. And it's just going to be a, you know, almost like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that when I came out and I shared more shared theirs and I had so many I mean just my messages were just flooded with people that were you know saying wow you did this this and this um I I went through this this is my story and um you know we'd get on a call and we'd talk about it and you embraced each other and shared Uh and probably cried and had a little bit of an emotional meltdown and 
I'm sure somewhere in that time frame before you knew what was going on with your personalities, some of those personalities could have come out, but you didn't realize it at the time as well. Right. Absolutely. So with dealing with the um, multiple personalities because of the trauma that you suffered in your life and everything you have gone through, which is completely tragic and I, I wish I could take it all away from you, but I know that you have built a strong foundation because of all of this. With that, you do take um, a medication that helps you. Would you like to share that with us? Yes, I take lipid. And that helps keep the personalities kind of mellow and where you can control them. It's basically like a mood stabilizer. It's not always going to work Mm -hmm. 100%, but it definitely makes me feel at ease. And especially when you only take it at nighttime, the way that it affects in your daily life, I mean, I just, I'm so grateful that I found this medication because it really has helped me get my life back together. That's amazing. And I love that you are able to take this medication and to help you heal and continue to move forward in your life and be strong and that you are not ashamed to say that yes because of everything i went through in my life i have multiple personalities i suffered great trauma and i am getting help today and with this medication i'm able to stay strong and have my voice heard to move forward to help others and that is the most beautiful gift in the world that this has been able to help you absolutely it really is i would also um say oh is someone sending you a message yes she is one of like she is a sister and she says i was on lithium and it helps keep the um dissociation under control more that's good i'm glad i'm glad thank you for sharing that with us she is a warrior as well and she's got her story and she's incredible so you know sorry no 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 no. i'm glad you acknowledged her thank you for that i really appreciate that and the fact that you still know each other and you still bring each other up and rise each other to the top instead of dwelling at what happened you're using that and turning it into a powerful strong place where people feel comforted to come to you and to open up to you and for you to be able to open up to me today and share this incredible inspiring story of tragedy turned into positivity so let's talk a little bit about your foundation because when you started talking to me about your foundation i was so intrigued and there is one reason why but i'm gonna let you share that with our guest okay so i'm really excited to talk about this um so i was just i was in the car and i was thinking about um sorry her message (laughs) (laughs) yes we did you took your Um, power back yes you did did. um i just i i follow so many sex trafficking sites Mm -hmm. i you know i was even walking in the store in walmart the other day i saw this girl and you could tell something was like wrong but you couldn't tell if she was just strung out or if what was going on with her, but she just had on sweatpants and a like zip down jacket with a bra on and, but she had a credit card mm-hmm. and she had a cell phone and I'm sitting there and I'm with somebody and I'm like, I'm like, I think there's something up here, you know? And so you have to act on everything is how I feel. Yeah. And um, 
with that being said, you know, following all these sex trafficking sites and being a part of all these different organizations and um, like Badass Do Gooders, where I actually met Desi, who's the one messaging right now, <laughs> and many of the people that are in this room right now and that have shared and come together. It's a just it's a it's a family. And um, just with that, it got me thinking. I met I met a lady named Ashley Frey, mm-hmm. and she created California Water or love water. And after meeting her, my life really took a turn. It changed. And my whole dynamic of my anger being turned into love and compassion, it, it really was such a huge difference. Um, and I was in the car and I was just thinking the other day, I was just riding and I was like, I'm always hearing the victim stories. And the victims are always getting free help. And we're always able to, we're not always able to survive, but we're always, you know, given opportunities. And I think it's very important that the perpetrator be put behind bars, yes. But unfortunately, a lot of perpetrators get released from prison. So I was thinking about starting a foundation, and I was like, hmm, I'm going to run with this. I'm going to do it. So I am. And what this foundation is going to do is it's going to fund money for psychologists and psychiatrists to go into prisons and go in there and talk to the perpetrator and see what happened to them? Like, how can we help the perpetrator so that when they get released, they don't do the only thing that they know how to do. Exactly. And for someone to do something so evil and so horrid, you were either taught that or you have a mental illness or it was done to you. Um, I'm sure there's other reasons that I'm not thinking of currently on the spot right now, Mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of people lack compassion for the perpetrator and they don't see what they have gone through because I could have easily turned myself around in my situation and been like, yeah, I'm queen bee of the house. I'm no longer going to be taking part of these random people coming doing whatever they please to me i'm gonna go recruit other girls so they take it very true and so there's one or two ways that you can go when something like this has happened and so i really want to get to the core of it and i really want to help the perpetrator and i want them to leave with a sound mind that if they were touched when they were a kid or if they were have a mental illness, they get on the proper medication. They are able to leave with a sound mind knowing, hey, I'm not going to re- reach out to Joe Schmo. I'm going to relocate, you know. And start all over family. again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what my foundation really is truly about. It's about changing the dynamic of trafficking, sexual abuse, domestic violence, whatever it may be. Mental mental abuse as well. Yes, mental abuse. I mean, all of that. And, you know, to start support groups inside of there, inside of the prison, and really lean on each other and be like, you know, instead of sitting at the table at lunch saying, what did you get in here for? Oh, well, it was this, this, and this. Yeah. What did you do? This, this, and this. Oh, well, we can collaborate and we can do it this way. When we get out. People collaborate on Instagram to do something good. People are in prison collaborating to do something bad. Which I I 100% agree with you that our prisons do need more of the social conduct, the mental stable ability are you mentally ready to get out of prison are you did you find the help 
did you exactly like you said it why were you so cruel and did all of these things to all these women and and gathered with other people that did this and create these chains and across the world that are taking young women and young children and young men and forcing them into this trafficking slavery and it needs to be if you are captured and taken and you are put in jail for what you have done there needs to be a system which you want to build before they are released to find out what it is and also to have follow-ups of it's not just you're gone you served your, your sentence and you're gone you want them to also have they actually have to come in and follow up with the doctors. Yeah, I think like um, once a month or whatever you're thinking of doing. So you're going to have to try to go to the government and to the states to get this backing. And I truly believe this is something that needs to be done. I honestly feel like I have so much support from my family that I've built and that have been, you know, handed to me that this is something that will easily be built. But I also want people to keep in mind that there's going to be a lot of kickback on it because mm-hmm. a lot of people still have a lot of anger for their perpetrators. True. And that's going to be the hard part. And that's going to be the pump that I'm going to have to get over and I'm gonna have to figure it out. But my main goal is to have how they have sober livings mm-hmm. for people who just get out of addiction to have almost like a sober living for people who chose to go through the program. And I'm thinking of implementing it in in a way of, okay, instead of doing, you know, your chore twice a week, you attend your psychology appointment um, two days out of the week. And then guess what? It's a win-win. They don't have to do their chore, but they're also getting help. That's amazing. And it's amazing that you have taken your heartache, your tragedy, your trauma, and you want to get to the root of the problem because you found your light through your everything you've gone through in life, through Hill House and all the other women that helped you and the women that surround you today and the men that are helping you today on your podcast and working together you have built that strong community that now you want to help the perpetrator which is a very when you said that to me I was like wow and then when you explained it to me I was like you are so 1000 million percent correct we cannot stop sex trafficking if we do not stop the root of the problem Yes, and And yeah, Desi, just like a halfway house, just specifically for certain purposes. Okay. If that makes sense. Because there are halfway houses for people to go to when they get out of addiction or when they get out of prison Mm -hmm. and they have nowhere to go Mm -hmm. and things like that. Well, I mean, I do know that the, the governments do have that they have to register sex offenders. If they live anywhere in your location or near children and to let the people around you know that that you were in prison for that. But do they have those programs? Do we as the people of the United States, we all need to demand that these prisons have these programs to help the people that are put into prison because of what they've done. Yes. And for you to turn it around into moving for the perpetrator to help them find out why and to stop it because you've you've learned you you have gotten back your life. You are stronger, you have your power and now you're helping both sides. And that is the most powerful gift you can give yourself and you can give to others. And I am so proud of you. So, so proud of you. And I know everybody else that you are a part of and the communities that you have built are so proud of you. Oh, yes. I can see they are all so supportive. 
Is there um, anything else? So with the, you've got the book, you've got the um, film, the three-part film series of What Happened to You that you're which currently working on, which will be very big. Um, you want to build your foundation. What do you want to do about helping animals, especially yours that was also sexually abused and hurt during this time frame? For other women that may have had an animal with them, they need um, therapy somehow. They need help. Yes, I'm actually so glad that you asked me that. Um, so when I was in LA, mm -hmm. I actually went to Vander Dogs mm -hmm. and I spoke with a gentleman there. I haven't heard back about what we can do together, but I basically want to work with all the shelter dogs and animals. And I want to help the animals that are going to be put down mm -hmm. and match them with a survivor. And then... And they can both love each other and learn. Yes. And if maybe, if we can... Somehow, I know it'll be difficult to do, but I know over over time, it's doable. Anything's doable. Um, I would love to get them both into therapy together in order to become not just an emotional support animal because they can go on the plane with you for free, but an emotional support animal that they can, you know, tell when you're dissociating and they, like, lay on top of you. Yes. Like, Shepherd does to me. Yes. <laughs> and um, as you've met him. Yes. It's so cute. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe start off with if yeah, you. They need help too. They, you know, because there are, there are so many animals that are abused in the world as well. And unfortunately, they're sexually abused as well. And yes. your poor, sweet, adorable little fluffball. Mm -hmm. You know, she's just she just wants to protect you and love you. And I know that there's the pounds put them down. But I think that is an amazing gift to give back, not only to the animal, to the the survivor, to pair them up, to heal each other and to move forward exactly. in life. And that's another incredible foundation. And honestly, I'm right here. You need another voice and someone to help you on these foundations, I'm right by your side. Thank you. I really love that. Um, this is a very difficult subject that a lot of people don't like to talk about at all. A lot of people don't like to talk about any kind of abuse at all. And unfortunately, in today's world, before 2021 happened, there are so many stories out there and stories have been shared and women and children and young men and men have been saved. But we can't just stop there. We need to continue to raise our voices and to bring these stores for forward. And you have a podcast. Thank you. So let's talk about that podcast. So I have a podcast, it's called Sex, Love and You. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's, um, Loud noises she barks at. Aww. Um, Sex, Love, and You is something that I started with a dear friend of mine, Nola. Mm -hmm. And we kind of have been on hold a little bit, um, just trying to figure out the right time mm -hmm. to get back rolling. But we have created it to create a space where you can speak comfortably about the uncomfortable. And what I've done with that and what she's done with that, because she was a major, major, major part of it as well, um, is we interview sex therapists, authors of sex positive books, and we would interview, we interviewed um, a gentleman, Jose, is on my site, mm -hmm. who was sold through the um, gay community. And... Um, We've also interviewed, gosh, I don't even know. We've interviewed so many people. 
just mainly authors of sex positive books, sex therapists. Oh, uh, we interviewed also internationally. I reached out to an international doctor and she's a psychiatrist out there and um, she's incredible. She's an amazing woman and she found my page wow. and reached out to her and we made it work to where we got on there. Her name is Delphine and she is absolutely amazing. And the way that we were able to get our hands on these people that were talking about not only sex trafficking, but sexual abuse from different places in the world. Mm-hmm. And then from their point of, uh, point of view from the book, I mean, there are times where it is really difficult when you have been through sexual trauma to have sex, even with a partner that you've been with for so long, because you feel so damaged down there. And you feel like, oh, I, I, I must, you know, be gross and this. And you, you start putting all these things in your head. And so it was really important to me to interview people that were going to make a difference and going to help people understand that it's okay. And it's actually called vaginism. And it's crazy. I didn't know that. Delphine taught me that. Or no, it was Dr. Kelly Neff taught me that with the book Sex Positive. That's called vaginism. Okay. And it's where you basically are so self-conscious that you just don't want to have sex ever. Yeah. Well, I can understand why. And I can understand that, you know, this is probably why she wrote the book. I'm actually going to get that book to read it and understand it. And um, it, it, it's truly a worldwide situation that needs more awareness. And the fact that your podcast is running and up and I've listened to the episodes and they are extremely heart tugging. And some of them I started to cry and others I was like, yes, I'm going to just keep going. You can do this. You are powerful enough because you own your power. And sometimes we are forced to give our power up to protect others. But that's not a weakness. That is a strength. And you are doing so many incredible things between your podcast, your story, your movies, the foundations you want to build. You could have very easily turned yourself inward and been the victim. And instead you are coming out the positive, strong warrior of women today. And that is what they need to hear. This is what young teenagers need to hear before Mm -hmm. they are driving a car, before they know the difference between a stranger and someone that they saw their mom talking to one day in the grocery store. Well, that's not family. That's not friends. And learning all of these different things and you having your podcast and all of these other branches that you're building from your personal tragedy is just remarkable. And I cannot thank you enough. And honestly, I'm going to say it again. It is remarkable what you are doing and how strong you are for sharing this with us. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So I do just, also, I do go ahead. The best. Yes, go ahead. With the podcast, that's exactly the reaction that we wanted is we wanted people to know it's not just, it's not just my story. Mm-hmm. It's not me just talking about me. I don't even think I talked about my story at all on my podcast Mm -mm. it's other people sharing their stories and other people sharing how to get through it you know people with knowledge and degrees and people who have helped others get through it those are the people that are on the podcast and um It may need to be renamed because a lot of people come to it thinking it's like a sex advertisement or something. Uh, I can see that happening, but um, (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. You, well, you, I'm sure you'll figure that out. But I believe your intentions and the reason why behind the podcast, whether someone sees the label of the podcast, once you listen to the first episode, you know exactly what this podcast is about. So it's taking that, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Which we all need to learn. And we need to relearn every single day. Don't judge a book by its cover. Because we're not always all done. Like I have my makeup on and the camera lights and everything else. And, you know, I let people see me first thing in the morning with puffy eyes. But people judge the book by its cover. So be careful with maybe wanting to change the name of the podcast because that was the intention of the podcast. Maybe add something to it. True stories. Keep the sense, keep it like you have it and just say the true stories and keep it like it is. So that way when someone comes across your podcast, they're like, oh my gosh, what are these stories? I need to listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. Because in your heart, you knew you wanted to name it that for a reason, a shocker. Listen, pay attention. So continue to move forward. That is what my gut and my heart is telling me right now to tell you. Um, I also want to speak on the podcast too as well about, I want to say that when quarantine started, I was trapped in a one-bedroom apartment. You could only imagine what that did to my mental state. And that's when I started the podcast. I love that you just said that. Because I believe so many of us started the podcast during COVID 2020. I did. I started my podcast in May on how do I connect with the world? And you did the same thing. And you are going to save lives with everything you are doing. You have breached every marketing, every aspect of everything. You can even go into your own nonprofit, 503, I think it's a 503C. 013C. Yes, and start raising money to help all of these survivors, to help get the money, to get the programs together through the government for the perpetrators for your podcast to get sponsors to help bring awareness to bringing these stories to the world through your podcast and also on your podcast you have a very special friend that you went to high school with and that you love and adore and he's on your instagram also and you can go ahead and share the name and how you know him ray lewis yes yep we actually know each other from middle school So we've known each other for quite some time, and he is one of my closest friends, and I love him to death. He was on the other end of it. He was on the other end of it where two girls accused him of doing something to to them, Mm. and then they tried extorting him for money, so of course everything was dropped. But he is a very, very close friend of mine, and he is the motivational speaker for our team. But we also, him and I, have been speaking about doing some other things together. And now he's out in Ohio. He just moved to Ohio <laughs> for a little bit, and um, he's helping children with Down syndrome. That's amazing. Yeah, he's an incredible human being. That's amazing. You have surrounded yourself with gifted people, ambassadors, entrepreneurs, writers, screenplays, everything that you need to tell your story and to make sure that we continue to bring awareness to human trafficking, sex trafficking, selling people on eBay as a piece of furniture as a young child. We need to put a stop to all of this. Absolutely. And we need to bring this awareness. And once again, I have to thank you 
so very much for saying yes to me when I reached out to you for doing my podcast, for understanding that the holidays were a struggle for both of us, for waiting and being my honored guest today for so many in the world that is going to watch this interview live if they wish that will continue to stay on my IG TV page that can listen to it live on Spotify and Apple and then they're going to come to your page so why don't you tell them how to find you yes absolutely so you can find me at sexloveandyou.com mm-hmm. it's our website or you can find me through um, my Instagram handle, which is at Amber O-S-E Bud underscore, which should I just type it in? Uh, you can. Oh, I'm going to put it in the notes anyways, but it'll okay. all be there. Um, and, and I guarantee you, everybody, you're going to know this beautiful face and feel her story and read her story. And you're going to want to stand behind her and back her up to get her voice heard. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Is there anything else you would like to share with us before we end this interview that is so important for the world to hear? Yes, there is. I would love to speak to the fact that the world is in turmoil. And that everybody says 2021 is your year. The next year is going to be your year. Mm-hmm. And just take it day, day by day. Day by day is how you have to take it because it's not going to change just because the last number changed on the year. And so I just want people to remember that. And it's about what you do. Don't wait for the change. Be the change. That is a very powerful statement. Don't wait for the change. Be the change. Yes. Thank you so, so very much for this opportunity to share your story. Um, If you want to know more about um, Amber Rose, go to her Instagram, DM her. She will pick up the DM and type you back. She will answer you when she can. Um, believe that she is out there to help you. If you are a young, once again, young woman, young man, young child that comes across this story somehow, somewhere, she is right there to help you find your path, to get out, to help you find the answers and how to control your feelings. She has the resources to help you. So with that being said, once again, I am so honored and so, so proud of you. Thank you so very much. And we're gonna continue to tell these stories. I would love to follow up with you again as the book gets released, as your series continues to move forward, I would really love to help you with the puppy situation and whatever I can do to help you find your pathway to getting grants for getting help for the perpetrators, whatever I can do, I will honestly lend out my hand and help you whatever way I can. Thank you so much. I'm so honored, you know, and honestly, I'll tell you right now, I have a meeting with an investor tomorrow. Congratulations. So I will say prayers tonight that that goes very well. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all so much for watching and being a part of this. And thank you so much for Mm -hmm. having me on. I was honored when you messaged me. I mean, you're such a light too. So thank you. Thank you, beautiful. Stay strong, and I will talk to you soon. Yes, love and light and butterflies. Love and light and butterflies. All right, everybody. Thank you so very much for watching Live with Dom Marie today. Please share this live feed 
with anybody. It will stay on my front page for 24 hours and then it will be moved over to my IG page. I will share it with Amber and Amber can share it with all of her friends. But this is a story that needs to be heard. Please listen and take the time to follow Amber, to follow her journey, to support others, and to believe a child when they tell you something is wrong. To believe in a young adult when they tell you something has happened to them. Don't dismiss them. Don't put it under the rug. Open up the opportunity and the safety to let that person in and to tell you so that they may be able to find help. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a fabulous day. And I will talk to you soon. Yes. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. And thank you for being so brave. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this very hard broadcast today on my podcast about stopping human trafficking. We need more awareness in the world. If you listen to this podcast and like what you heard and want to help, please download it and share it with anyone you can. Thank you so much for listening to Live with Dawn Marie. We look forward to sharing another story with you every Tuesday and Thursday. Please follow at Spotify and leave a comment below. Thank you and have a great day.